Have any of you been diagnosed at a young age with um, a mental health related diagnosis? And if so, what impact did it have on you as an adult? At a young age? Uh, really just a, a younger than being an adult age. No, I think when I was a kid, I wasn't even talking about mental health. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't even exposed to it. Um, I wasn't exposed to mental health because I became an adult in the social work program at UT mm -hmm. and they talked to me about mental health. But prior to that, as a kid, um, it was put some dirt on it to keep it pushing. That was mental health. Right, or go to church with grandma, right? But mental health as a kid was not even, it wasn't even the forefront of my brain, it wasn't even a neighborhood. I grew up on North, so we wasn't talking about no, we wasn't talking, yeah. we wasn't talking about no shit. Like, right, we was just talking about, <laughs> right. I was walking to Stanley's Market or whatever, so we weren't talking about therapy at all, not even the slightest. When did that change? For like, so, cause I know, like for just in general, I think in society it shifted. Like for you, do you remember when that changed? You said uh, social work. Uh, probably for me, the shift probably. I feel like therapy got talked about probably around like, I think around on that trip on Martin. Yeah. Honestly, I think around on that year. So that was like what twenty eighteen. For Trayvon Martin, yeah, Trayvon Martin was two thousand twelve. Thirteen. Yeah. So I feel like around that era was when it was like mental health for African American community. Yeah that image and knowing that a young child was killed by someone innocently yeah. was like, now we start talking about mental health, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like then it was so much more after that that we started talking about. Now therapy, that didn't come to like seven years later, probably, I felt yeah. like, like 2019, 2020. COVID, because, yes. That's what COVID brought it out for, I think, a lot yes. of. But mental health and like images and not seeing things that we needed to see and talking about it openly was probably around that Trayvon Martin era. Yeah. I would say um, definitely around the Trayvon Martin area. Um, I would say, though, it, to me, I'm glad that we're talking about mental health. Like, I'm glad it's a topic in the forefront, but I hate that it had to be for police brutality for it to be become a conversation. Um, and like I said, for me, it was the George Floyd situation. That's just when I knew, like, I have to protect my mind and what I put into my mind. Um, as far as being diagnosed, I was never diagnosed as a young child because like Cecil said, that was not something that was that was talked about. It was like, he just been a boy or ain't no ADHD. They just hyper, you know, so all that stuff. Um, it wasn't until I honestly, like I said, started going to therapy and that's when um, I was diagnosed with anxiety and also, um, um, I just forgot about it. Anxiety and, um, it'll come to me, I'll tell you, okay. and I forgot about it. But basically, it's where I don't adapt to change well. Um, so growing up, my dad was in and out of jail a lot. And so because my mom was a single mother, um, I was bounced back and forth between my grandparents' house and bounced back and forth between home because she you know, was working two jobs and whatnot. And so um, therefore, I had a lot of change in my family. And so now that's something as an adult that I struggle with. If something changes for me, um, it takes a while for me to adjust, adjust to that. Actually, it's called adjustment disorder adjustment there we go. thank you adjustment disorder so adjustment disorder is when you have a tough time adjusting to change mm -hmm. and it makes a lot of sense for the kids that we work with because our kids they see a lot of change you know in their households and in their families so when they come to school and they see that the slightest thing the slightest thing changes you know that's when their anxiety kicks in their depression kicks in so um as far as adjustment disorder that's something like i said i still um i deal with and i struggle with um, one of the things that kind of keeps me at peace with it is that I just learned that, like Blair said, we can't control nothing. You know, you can only control the things you can't control. So I can't control when things change around me. Um, Blair? Um, 
<laughs> According to my sister, I've been messed up my whole life. <laughs> I don't think that's in the DSM, so but, luckily that's okay. But uh, but you know right. she told me I was an alien and some other stuff. But um, as as far as um, I was probably around the time my aunt passed back in 2012, so I was 22. Um, that was the first time um, I started having some issues as well as different things with my sister and my nephew. Uh, my nephew's autistic, so she had a lot of issues with the school districts and, and for us child care. Um, you know, like some people who deal with children with special needs in Northwest Ohio know um, almost every school district sucks in relation to children with special needs, um, especially um, children that aren't high functioning with special needs. They're, it's terrible around here. Um, mm-hmm. So that was one of the biggest things is, um, you know, that was an issue in addition to death for me. So that was in my, my early 20s because I, I couldn't do anything about it. How can I fix a school district? How can I, you know, get a school board to want to take some of this tax money that they're, yeah. that they're getting at a lot of people like me with no kids who always approve every school board levy because we want the kids to be able to be okay, you know. Um, so that, those were things that was were issues for me, um, but uh, you know I was you know anxiety and depression was one of the most common, but mainly my anxiety because I you know the stress comes from the fact of not being able to fix the things mm-hmm. um, and learning how to cope with them. It's just one of those things where I never fully learned how to cope with them, but you're you're able to um, learn how to to process them. Um, better in a way that um, you can you can work with them, learning how to not retain everything in your head um, and start to get things out. Um, I've done things from writing things up, you know, as far as on my phone because my handwriting sucks. And like I don't write notes, and I'm like I don't know what I was feeling because I can't read it, you know. Yeah. But um, I've done things as you know, what they might call a video diary, where I'll just record myself and just. Just get it out of my head, you know. Um, the vlog, according to my third year old. She wanted to do a vlog today. I was like, oh. yeah, they're fancy. Like, <laughs> I just, you know, record, you know, voice notes, all this yeah. stuff. Wanted, and there, there was some toxic, some very toxic traits. Other people know the other me, you know. Uh, afterward, I don't know. Do you is there people sharing? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Wait, we're talking about black men mental health. We're just gonna... um, you know, it's just, you know, uh, going out, you know, on a Monday and, uh, you know, usually people go to happy hour or, you know, right. just have a couple drinks and some food and go home. That's to where me and one of my cousins, we had, we, you know, one of our things where um, it actually was kind of a form of therapy. Me and my cousin Mario, one of my closest cousins, most people know him. Um, we would go out on Mondays and we would have a drink. Mario has three kids and um, I just, I mean, I ain't got kids, but I deal with everybody. So it's almost like sometimes people are my kids <laughs> and, they're, and their lives and, and the business I'm in. So we would go out on Mondays, every Monday, um, up until COVID messed that up. Yeah. Um, but we would go out, eat, drink, and just, we would talk or we would just chill, whatever, watch a game, whatever. And that was kind of a form of our therapy because, um, <laughs> At that time, it would be fucking kids for him. So the kids was, hey, here goes some food, or dash or Uber, whatever y'all want. I don't care. Don't talk to me for the next couple hours. Me and right. out, and vice versa. Everybody would know, like I'm at the classic. You know, don't 
if you really got an emergency, you can come up here. Yeah. But you got to buy me a drink to talk to me. <laughs> you know, but that was one of the things that we used. But then it also kind of was a bit of a, 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 a bad move at times because some days, depending on how the day, would overindulge. You know, and it, it is what it is. We would drink too much. And 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 it's just like that's a, a type of way to have a release because we all know if we drink a whole bottle, the problem isn't going to go away. But at the same time, we get three, four hours and maybe some sleep afterwards where we don't have to think about those problems. Right. And I know a lot of people I know do that because mm -hmm. eight hours of peace, you know, or not being able to clear the thing is a lot. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but then that's also one of those things where, you know, then you realize, you know, that you affect other aspects of your life of, as of how much money you spent this mm -hmm. night. Like, a lot of people have been out with me and been like, yeah, Blair bought us all drinks. Yeah. And then the next day, like, you know, but that's been things that affect because, yeah. like, damn, I was supposed to buy such and with that. Now I gotta go, you know, work. Like, yeah. for me, I gotta go bust my ass a little bit more because now I gotta make up what I got rid of. So it's just like, it's just, you know, it's everybody's got different ways. Some are more positive than others. So I'm hearing this question. And I'm realizing that I'm the only one in this room that ever was suggested that I should be diagnosed with mental health. And I think that that speaks volumes to what we're trying to talk about. Mm -hmm. I did not officially get diagnosed. I have ADHD, mm -hmm. um, which if you can't tell by my randomness, mm -hmm. sometimes and my meds usually wear off by now. But um, <laughs> I remember looking at my parents and they, they were still, I, th I think some of it was decades. Mm -hmm. Like I remember telling my parents, like, I need some medicine. I had a boy cousin who was younger, so young white male. Mm -hmm. they, he would have meds and nobody better than I. I remember my teachers and me and everybody begging, like, can I get some help? And they're like, no, you're fine. You're fine. You'll be fine. And, but I think it's interesting that all of you, although we may have, may or may not, I'm saying we have diagnosed, but you may or may not, but it was just never a, a conversation. Mm -hmm. It was never suggested. But, it, but, but that's why we're talking about this because mm -hmm. it should have been fair access to everyone and we need that to be the case. Um, not saying that medications, everything, not saying that therapy, that, that mm -hmm. everybody has to go to therapy for those reasons. I think talking to somebody is great mm -hmm. um, or everybody has to be medicated for mental health. But I definitely believe that we need to have that access. So people that have special needs or mm -hmm. high needs or have those mental health concerns can get equal access to that. Yeah, Because at the end of the day, you know, if we don't know something's a problem, you yeah. know, we can't find a solution for it. Mm -hmm. And a problem, whether it's big or not, big or small, it's still a problem. So, you know, and it's just about finding those solutions. Yeah. And it goes back to communication again, because we didn't know how to communicate that or we communicated of are you good you know don't worry about that that's uh, that boy just that boy just special or that uh, girl you know stop stop tripping you know what I'm saying we didn't hear them terms uh she just acting up she don't know what she's doing and we're really she you know crying or he you know dealing with some crazy stuff but we just you know that was how it was happened essentially because they grandparents and parents did that and, and so on so on and then it's just like, like we were saying, more recently, people are just like, hold up. That don't make sense. Yeah. Why are we doing that? And then they go ask, oh, well, my dad and them did that. My grandma and them did that. And they grandma and them did that. Okay, well, it don't make sense. So y'all did it because they kept doing it. And it just was just, it, that became the norm. Right. Yeah. Whether it makes, I mean, we can probably write a list of a thousand things between us in this room of, of stuff that's normal mm -hmm. that don't make no sense. And right. even, you know, stuff that's legal. That shouldn't be law, you know, right. but so like those generational curses that we're right. trying to 
think the bigger thing is accessibility. Yeah. Right? Like yes. in, in the hood, there's no there's no mental health no. facilities in the in the north mm-hmm. end or the south end or the east of it, right? It's hard to assess one. You got treatment facilities. Yeah, but you don't yeah. have you don't have mental health therapies at the corner. You got a you got a corner store every store mm-hmm. on the corner. So mm-hmm. it's a lot different to have it's like if you're going up to Michigan, you got every liquor store on the corner. Right. Or in Toledo is a dollar general. And then accessibility because you know, back in the day even you know, with the changes with insurance and stuff, and you know, people think, okay, if I got to go to a therapist, it's a hundred dollars a visit, or fifty dollars, or whatever the cost may be per mm-hmm. visit. And so that's the thing. Even though now there's more, I've seen a lot more grants. A lot of people don't even know. Like when I was at the post office and other companies, they got uh, the EAP. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people yeah. with jobs don't know about that. You know, that can, I, can I explain what that is? Just in yeah. case you don't know, let's get yeah. So yeah. it's the employee assistance program, mm-hmm. and if your job offers it, that means that you can get a certain number of counseling visits, uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. mental health assessments for free through. Um, sometimes they appoint a provider, yeah. but sometimes there's like mm-hmm. a couple that you can choose from, and it's free, and it's through if you have that available to you. Mm-hmm. So if you have a job, you have insurance, check. And it's and it's confidential. I think a lot of people's fear is that like, okay, this is through my work. Are they going to go tell my work? It's completely confidential. You are speaking from, from a mental that is against the law for people to tell that. Um, but it's free access, and you can get those assessments. And and I believe for some companies, for your kids too. Yes, for your family yeah. members. Yeah. 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 Who's covered who's, under your who's covered, yeah. yeah. You know, that's how the post office was. Because mm-hmm. even when uh, initially before I uh, when I left the post office. My mom's still a carrier, so before I got my insurance back, for me, I was able, because I'm her, her child, so a lot of times, and they, you know, it's, it's a good option, but like I said, a lot of people don't know about you, especially when you go to work, you see the posters, on, who looked at the posters at work? Nobody for real, yeah. unless you're a manager and you know, need to know you, you're going to get, you're going to get dinged if you don't have to update it, so there's, and there's also a lot of different grants, a lot of different free programs, I think that's the climate, especially these last few years, because they're actually starting to fund these things that should have been funded years ago, but you know we're here now. So when you said like like for and we were looking at for the younger kids, you work in a school, and, yeah. and that's you know that's I work really. with, with teens. There's there's places you mm-hmm. can go and reach out to those people, so especially now because if people didn't know this, every school got grants because of COVID mm-hmm. to add mental health services mm-hmm. in the schools, and a lot of them added social workers, mm-hmm. counselors more school counselors and there's a lot of mental health professionals in the school that can help you at least get those assessments and give you some of those tools and your kids some of those tools to get by so that's out there and i know i know you're not a huge fan of the things happening in toledo area schools but that one is, that is one thing that no are, uh, i've always been a fan of tps i said well I'm, I'm just gonna say it's no area we're not gonna offend but um but, not but, but, but those group. are out there too because <laughs> we need him on the show so we gotta we love you right <laughs> because like you said there are no, <laughs> because there are no like you said there are no mental health treatment yeah. facilities in the hood but there are schools yes mm-hmm. and so therefore if you need to get an assessment or need some help that's one place to be able to go so eaps employees program if you have it if you have kids reach out to their schools see what they can do to help if you need some of those okay i got one more question i believe i think we covered everything else um why do black men struggle so much with being held accountable by by their partner and their community accountability is one of these things that i feel like is like this it's not a fun word as we call it right and no one really even understands what accountability is Mm -hmm. right we're like holding each other accountable but if you're not holding yourself accountable first before you try to hold somebody else accountable, then you can't talk about accountability, right? And I think a lot of it talks about, we talk about making sure that as 
many of those were like, okay, a whole female's accountable. And it, it wasn't like, whole male's accountable. We're doing this whole back and forth, mm-hmm. right? But in reality, accountability is like, I know I made a mistake and I know I need to own up. I'm like, I made a mistake. I need to do what I need to do. I need to fix it, right? And the next person's like, okay, I understand you made a mistake. Let me help you make them, let me help you fix it. Let's fix it together, right? And that's holding each other accountable, right? And we do this together. Um, so I think accountability has to be like, um, Sure. Read the question. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we have to hold each. We have to be able to hold each other accountable together, right? And I think it has to be a male and a female together. It can't be like, oh, he it's his fault or it's her fault. Yeah. It has to be we work together. It's mutually yeah. beneficial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I All think right. oh, you can go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I'm pausing. <laughs> I think um, as far as that, I think you know, um, taking accountability. One of the things is, you know, when sometimes when people come at you and say, you know, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? You know, sometimes it's the delivery. You know, like a lot of times it's not what you say, it's how you say it. That's one of the biggest things I say to people. Um, you know, my background is operations and management prior to the post office and working for myself. One of the things having to deal with 30, 40 different personalities is learning how to communicate with those 30, 40 different personalities. I had, you know, 18 and 19 year old employees. I couldn't talk to them the same way as my 40 or 50 year old employees who and me when I was 23 and they 20 years my senior, I can't talk to them the same way. You know what I'm saying? I would have to, I guess it's a form of code switching yes, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, that, that's one of the things is in, in when people come at you aggressively, you know, and say, well, you're not doing this, you're you're failing, you're, you're not doing this right. And you come into a, a I guess a, a negative form of communication mm-hmm. versus just, you know, because there's a difference between being negative and being direct. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and there's also, you know, it's just all it's all about how you how you put it out because sometimes somebody doesn't exactly know exactly what they're doing. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you can be having so many different actions that are causing other people to react, mm-hmm. but you don't know that they're causing you to react because they haven't told you. But then somebody says, man, you've been doing X, Y, Z. What's your problem? Da, 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 da. Instead of saying, Blair, um, what's going on? Like, you know, you kind of been doing X, Y, and Z, and it's kind of, you know, causing some issues. And, you know, it's this is happening. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. The tone and the delivery, you know, is a different thing. So it's just like there's so many different factors. And it's, you know, at that time, when you, when you speak to somebody in a certain way, it's a respectful way. Because one of the biggest things I, I, I see 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 as fail as as people is we don't give people human decency. I put human decency as the very at the very bottom of levels of respect. Mm-hmm. Human decency is what everybody deserves, whether you know them or not. It's just because they're a human being, you treat them a certain way. Yeah. Right. And then after that, everything, you know, okay, respect. accountability, respect, everything builds up from there. But human right. decency is at the bottom and you should treat them right. A lot of times we don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then so you, you you expect certain things from somebody when you treat them like trash. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it just all it all goes full circle. But it's just learning how to tell people what's going on versus learning how to talk people to people versus talking at them. Yeah. Learning how to tell them, hey, you know, this is causing issues versus saying you're a prop. Like it's just those different perspectives on how I see it. And then also at the same time, when somebody does come at you correctly, Learning how to accept that yes. positive, that criticism, yes. 
And sure, okay, you know what? Let me let me check this out. Let me let me take this back. And like, oh, okay. I I I do I do got some issues. I you know I could have did that a different way. I could have approached that a different avenue. I could have you know handled this differently. And then now you can I can hold myself accountable and and, and try to work from there. But like I said, I think a lot of it is just when it's when it's thrown in our faces and and we you know to me as black men we don't we're we're seeing that we're supposed to have everything together we're supposed to damn near be perfect we're not supposed to make no mistakes we're not supposed to uh eat hot dogs and lick ice cream cups. Eat hot dogs and lick <laughs> ice cream. we're not supposed to be you know we're not supposed to be sad about all the negative different things you know we're not supposed to be fearful we're not supposed to be scared like i said like i was just speaking about police the other day literally it was four or five days ago i was you know secor shut down um, I seen police, you know, at the bridge, so I decided to cut left and go down Bancroft. And so I took Douglas, I stayed, you know, on the south end. So I was behind a police car. So they turned on uh was it Douglas and Westwood and I was going to Parkside or whatever. And then I'm just thinking, okay, they turned off. Nothing no. All of a sudden they they get back behind me, you know what I'm saying? I know because I mean I got fishbowl, I ain't gonna tell them because you can see what's right. in the car. But all of a sudden, they flying on me like 60 miles an hour. So I'm thinking, fire or flight, I'm thinking something about to happen. So, but we're supposed to, technically in society's eyes, I'm supposed to just be okay with it. You know, I know my tags is, my birthday was in January. I paid that 75 bucks for that car for the tags. Uh, you know, my insurance is good. My registration is in my name. My license is valid. I ain't got no warrants. And my CCW is good. You know, I ain't got no felony because I have a CCW. You know, so all these different things, and I'm thinking like I'm still panicking. It's just the fear of being I'm, I'm, I'm still yeah. panicking, but yeah. I, I have all these things that say I have nothing to worry about. And of course, I know they ran my tags and seen all that, and then they pulled off. But yet, you know, it's the different things, like because you know, it's I don't know. Not I mean, and I definitely understand, you know, what what Blair is saying in that aspect because you can have all your ducks in a row. And they'll still pull you over. You know, mm-hmm. we saw what happened with O'Shea Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. We saw how that situation went. Um, but as far as accountability, uh, two things. Number one, uh, when it comes to accountability, people have to get out of making the you statements like mm-hmm. you did this, you did that. And that automatically, as we just saw Lexi put in the comments, that automatically makes people put up their defenses because you're coming at me and saying you, 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 mm-hmm. instead of addressing the issue of, of wanting to hold me accountable. The other thing about accountability is that with people, if they have never been held accountable by people before and you come in trying to do it, they're already right. going to have their defenses mm-hmm. up and wondering, like, why are you trying to call me out on my shit? Because some people have not had those people in their lives to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. And and like Cecil said, for some reason in 2023, accountability just seems to be the word for men. When really, mm-hmm. really, it needs to be both men and women. You know what I'm saying? Accountability isn't just a, a male thing. As yeah. we were talking about with gender roles, accountability goes across the board no matter who you are. Yes, it's community. But it, but it goes back to that communication. If you're going to hold somebody accountable, come at them correctly. You don't come at them you and aggressive and, and all of that other stuff because that automatically is going to make people want to shut down. Um, me and my mom was you know having a conversation before i think it was before christmas and we were just talking about different things like my childhood and mental health and all of that stuff and her defense was already up and mm-hmm. i kind of thought about it and i'm just like why is she so angry right Damn. now yeah. well but it's because 
we have never had this conversation prior to. So now that I'm coming at her as a 34 year old man and not, I won't necessarily say hold her accountable, but we're addressing these issues. She was just automatically had her defense of because nobody is, you know. And it almost as if she was speaking on how you we were raised or that was like maybe an offensive thing. Maybe yeah, she kind of, and she's um, scared too because you got to think if it's a new conversation. Most definitely, at any age, something yes, you new, never know is mm-hmm. you know a lot of times it's equated with fear. So and then then come from the child that you love, and you think and they saying, you know, they're upset, you know, mm-hmm. because that it can be an upsetting thing, and sometimes that's just an emotion that needs to be be released, yeah. and, and it's still positive to to release it. But yes, do you have anything on accountability, Ren? Um, just hold yourself accountable. That's the love wisdom. So I guess my last thing that I was going to add, just kind of have you go around and share, just if you have one last message to give to um, black men on mental health, emotion, things that we've talked about today, any last thoughts, um, or just people in the black community in general, um, black men, black women, kids, what would you, what would you want them to know? Uh, if you want to do therapy, just show up. Um, uh, that's the biggest thing. I feel like if you just show up and you sit down, it's going to be scary. It's going to intimidate you. But if you ask those questions, like, how is it supposed to look, right? How is this going to feel um, when you get in that room? Mm-hmm. I always ask people, like, how did you view therapy before you walked into here today? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how did you see it? Um, how do you how do you want therapy to happen for you? Um, so I would say if you, if you want to try therapy, just show up. Mm-hmm. Just show up. So what you're saying is it's not as scary as everybody thinks. It it's is. not. It's not. You just gotta sit down in that room or sit on that couch or that love seat or the floor. <laughs> or whatever it is. It it is. Like whatever you want to sit on when right. you get to that take room. Your, take your shoes off. Take your yeah, sh- if you want to, take your shoes off. Be comfortable coming no holes in your socks. But if you got to show up though, if you gotta come up with holes in your socks, whatever you gotta show up with, show up. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that we're worried about is um how I have to look, how I have to act in that room. Just show up in the room. If you don't got to be authentic self the first session, you might not get to be authentic self to the third session. Yeah. But just show up um, in front of that person, that mental health professional, that therapist, that psychologist. If you want to do medication, that psychiatrist, whatever you want to do, just show up. Just show up. It's definitely that um, fear factor of going to that therapist. Um, as a child, I went to a therapist when I was younger. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I was in a room with people that I, I didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, so it like, I wouldn't say traumatized me, but it, 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 it put that fear on me to where I'm like, okay, I don't know who these people are. I don't, I don't want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. So I kind of shut down a little bit, mm-hmm. even going to a therapist, even though I'm supposed to open up. Mm-hmm. So I kind of shut down, but Going to talking to somebody, it helps. Mm-hmm. So I would say go talk to somebody if you need that help. Mm-hmm. Um, man, just don't don't be fearful mm-hmm. at all. You know, just sometimes you just gotta put your right foot first. Mm-hmm. You know, jump off the porch. Yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. jump off the porch. So that's that's my thoughts on that. Absolutely. Um Mine would be um, kind of what Cecil said, just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time, you know, you might be a little scared, it's intimidating because you, you are allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Um, but like you said, by the third or fourth session, you're going to realize you're going to get more out of therapy once you finally be yourself. 
Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. putting up that wall in that front is not going to help you. Um, and also understand that strong people have bad days too. Mm-hmm. It is perfectly okay if you are a strong person and you're like today, I don't feel like being strong. I I, I want to mm-hmm. be vulnerable, I want to be weak. Um, but most importantly, just please go get help. Um, there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. As you saw in the testimonies today, um, therapy has helped all of us a lot. Mm-hmm. And so if you are someone, you know, who is thinking about making that decision, go ahead and do it. If you don't know where to start, there are some amazing people you can reach out to, whether it's CISO, whether it's Jasper Pope, mm-hmm. whether it's Amy here, you know, some people who can give you some amazing resources and say, hey, I believe these are some people, you know, mm-hmm. who can help you. So. And if it's a crisis or anything, just you really don't, there's that, we have a hotline. Yes. Yeah, because we do have a national audience. We got 988. And they will, they will hook you up to, if it's a crisis situation, you get to talk to a licensed counselor that will help talk you through it, give you resources. If you call them and just say, I need some resources, they're going to help you find resources in your area. So if, if you don't have a phone, go to your local hospital, mm-hmm. walk into the emergency yes. room, triage services, definitely know what mental health services are. Mm-hmm. So you definitely can be triaged. Yep. Yep. So yeah. you can call or text on your go to any local yep. emergency room. Yep. And if you need somebody to talk to, you can always call us here at Mud Talk at 419-827-8255. And you can also send us a text as well, too. Mm-hmm. Do you have any last words or thoughts about anything we've talked about? or? Um, be open-minded um, mm-hmm. about the different things you can do. But one of the biggest things is I know uh, everybody is not so quick to jump into therapy, but find a way to um, to get it out of your head is what I always tell people, um, whether it be writing, whether it be uh, voice notes or something, at minimum, try to get it out of your head if, 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 you, if you can only start there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, find, you know, to a way to sometimes to to help calm yourself find something you love doing um you know i love i love my, my job now it doesn't it doesn't take away from the issues because there's still more work that needs to be done but sometimes if you find a hobby it can help balance you out a little bit but i also you know finding somebody to speak with whether it's a, a counselor a therapist psychiatrist a pastor um somebody you feel is appropriate and also with therapy <laughs> you can fire your therapist mm-hmm. you, can, yeah. you can you can you know if you got to go through six seven mm-hmm. to find a way to do it mm-hmm. you know it's it's not it's not gonna be a problem i went through a few um before i i, I found the one i was comfortable with mm-hmm. um and just like i said just like you know you, you don't you're not stuck with them it's not locked in for life right and there's you know and then there's there you know you got in person you got over phone mm-hmm. you got the uh, skype or the zoom mm-hmm. uh you got email you got text uh there's apps there's so many different forms to deal with the therapist there's so many different ways so if you don't want to sit next to somebody you can you can you can talk to them via you know via online or via different yeah. ways whatever your, your comfort level is until you get to that comfort or even if you stay at that comfort level, but figuring out a way, um, I definitely recommend therapy. Um, like I said, but even if you're not ready to start that, start a video diary, start a chat, you know, start taking notes to, it helps you be able to analyze things a little bit differently when you can see them or you can hear them or you can visualize them. Cause when it's just in your head, sometimes you can't really get a clear picture on it. Um, but I, I do recommend therapy, but just don't keep it trapped in your head because it doesn't, you know, <laughs> that ties back into what we talked about, holding stuff in. It's like mm-hmm. if you shake this bottle up, you know, it'll explode. You know, if it falls off the shelf, that bell's going to pop. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. just don't keep it 
Don't keep it trapped. That's that's the thing. Long story short, sorry. I think that's some good advice. Okay. <laughs> Don't keep it trapped. I think a lot, well, there's a lot of good things that you said, but I think a lot of people think, when do I go to therapy if this is my person? Mm-mm. And you don't have like you, you don't have to fire them. And it's yeah, confidential. Because yeah. I think a lot of times, if you're in your community, if you're around people, there were worried. Like you said, I'm worried you're going to go talk to people I know. Mm-hmm. It's confidential. Yeah. Yes. And now, but obviously, if there's a safety concern. We want to make sure you're safe. Yeah. But aside from that, everything's confidential. We're not, nobody's telling anybody. They're not allowed. They want to keep their license. They got kids to feed. And, you know, so know that it's going to be confidential if you don't, if you're not clicking with somebody because they're human too. So sometimes you don't click with everybody. And that is a big part. Yeah. They legally, you know, we're obligated. Yes. Literally, can lose my license, get sued. Yeah. So many different. A lot of people do have trust issues to where they're like, I don't want to go to a therapist because they're going to, you know, they gonna tell their cousins or you know, if they know my friend, you know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not I that live way. in Toledo, I cannot go blast your information on Facebook, mm-hmm. social media, at the grocery store, yeah. at the barber shop. If you catch mm-hmm. me, yeah. I can lose my life. And you're not even gonna go up to them and be like, Hey, how's that thing going? No, because that, that's and one of the things with, with some of my therapists, like I had to tell my therapist she could speak to me in public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot yes. of a lot yes. of them they won't even they want to speak, you know. If you told me, I'm still not. Speaking. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of, <laughs> but a lot, but a lot, but yeah, I had never knew that. I had never knew that. You know, and, that, and, that and that's a big thing mm-hmm. because, you know, because say, you know, you're with your friends and your family, and they be like, "Well, who was that?" Nope. Right. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. So that, so that's that. That was a big. That was a big mm-hmm. thing for me. I remember mm-hmm. this one time when I was um, bartending during COVID. Um, mm-hmm. My therapist actually came into the bar, and I came. I like saw her. And um, I was like, um, hey, by the way, I need to discuss. She was like, talk to you later. Like, she was like, she like dead ass walked away from me. And she was just like, no, talk to you later. Like, have a good day. And I was just like, damn. But she already knew what I was coming up to talk to her about. And she, and she was like, yes. Yeah. But she, other than that, she's like, you're not asking me what kind of drink I want or what food I want. Sir, we are not having this conversation. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Jazz, for saying about this. I also <laughs> want to just ask you, because this is one that I hear from a lot of people is, how judgmental are you of everybody's stories when people come in for therapy? Man, I've been doing this for 13 years. Yeah. Uh, there's so many stories in my head, and okay. I cannot, I cannot judge your story to somebody else's story. Yeah. Um, so when you sit in front of me and you say something, I'm literally close. I'm literally like clear minded yeah. of everything, um, and you just get to be yourself. Yeah. Um, and I just get to ask you questions, and I get to ride. I get to experience your journey with you. So, so non-judgmental at all, completely. And they're not judging you. completely. My bad. Um, and I feel like um, it's better if you actually go to not like a family member or mm-hmm. a friend mm-hmm. to speak to someone. Mm-hmm. Go to like I, I actually want to consolidate with you for real, like because I, I I do need you know some therapy and everything like that. So um, I definitely want to reach out with you mm-hmm. and tap in with you, and I feel like that'll be a clear-headed mind for me. Yeah. Instead of going to somebody that I know, mm-hmm. even though I can go, mm-hmm. I can go to Ty, I can go to Amy, mm-hmm. I can go to Blair, I can go to anybody. But just having the mindset that I know that somebody actually cares, cares, like, mm-hmm. not saying that you guys don't yeah, care. Yeah, okay, you know what, we're talking about yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me, let me, I, I want to No, I love you guys. <laughs> I want to clarify, though, what you said, because I think there's two things you said. You need your people. Yeah. You need yeah, friends. I need, that's I, not therapy. Correct. And I all. think that's important not to know. Like you not need your people. And yeah, you need your most therapist. definitely. Yes. Yeah, but but like I said, at the same time, it, there's nothing wrong with finding 
new health. Right. So it goes back to boundaries yeah. because you know certain things shouldn't mm-hmm. cross. And and I know a lot of people. One of the things that people when they even go into therapists back to trust issues is one thing with family and friends is sometimes things get regurgitated. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. People are people, but sometimes yeah. things get spit back up whether by accident yep. or, or, <laughs> yep. or you know what I'm saying or spit it out. And that's one thing you can avoid. Is having more protection to your peace and your journey right, right. by having it with somebody who's yeah. supposed to do that because right. it's some things we can talk to our family and friends about, yeah. right. but it's things we shouldn't if we don't have to, exactly. right? especially when that's we're trying true. to fix it. Now, if we get past it, now we're ready to talk about what we yeah. fixed. That's one thing, right. but right. but trying to go through something and you trying to fix something, you going through mm-hmm. your drama and trauma. And I ain't about to talk about like they used to throw sticks in the bike wheel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It can and be that you off your bike. Especially like if I'm going through my own stuff too, yeah. I, I can't take on somebody else's mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. You know, right. so you know, you may come to me and say, Hey Ty, can I talk to you today? And you may really need for me to listen, yeah. but I may not be in that space. You know what I'm saying? So not be in that, I may not be in that space, yeah. so it's good for you to go and have that therapist who you can go and, and talk to because mm-hmm. that's their job. Mm-hmm. Another thing I always say too is if you can get on Facebook and tell your business for free, then you can go to a therapist <laughs> and pay them. And guess what? They can't say shit about your business. Because here's the thing, because people will get on Facebook, put their business on Facebook, and they be like, well, why y'all commenting on my situation? <laughs> it is there for the whole world to see. But guess what? If you go to a therapist, can't nobody comment on your shit. Because it's called HIPAA, and they got to be quiet. So, and, I, and I don't even give comments about your life. So I, <laughs> right. Because you're not even Facebook friends with them, right? Because that would be. Exactly. <laughs> So, right. Yeah, so, much so, so when you're thinking what you're saying, find your people so they know you have people to check in on you and take your stuff yeah. to the therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Most, definitely. Most definitely. All right. Well, do we have any questions up here? I, that's what I was trying to ask you. Oh, yeah. So I want to make sure well, if anybody has any questions that we get those addressed. Um, so we had, um, after, you know, a little issue that we had was good. Um, so we were talking about uh, the word accountability and Greg said um, pride and the male ego is what he feels like kind of, you know, stops uh men from wanting to take accountability. Um, and then Lexi said the accountability word makes people put up their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she said, mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all sound system is holding me accountable <laughs> today. It wasn't your fault, Lexi. It was mine, my bad. So we got it all fixed and straightened out. that fancy mic? Yes. Is there any other questions like way up in the chat um, from earlier, um, testimonials nope. or anything? Um, that we need to say? Oh, Blair's mom says, so thankful for this dialogue. We can address what we don't acknowledge or what we deny. Oh, I'm glad you scrolled up there. That was a good one. Thank yes. you, Blair's mom. Yes. I, I can't see your name because I can't see that part. What's your, what's your mom? Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, um, oh, Lexi said during Greg's story, um, she cried with us because it was so deep. Mm-hmm. We all cried. Yes, mm-hmm. we all we all definitely. I ain't cried gonna with that. lie, I shed a tear. You know something like sidebar. That's the thing about when we can get through what we can get through. You know, one of the things that I I, I take with my life lessons is. Is I go back and anybody knows me is I, I usually got a story for like a lot of stuff. Yeah. And sometimes that can help somebody else mm-hmm. avoid some pain and, and drama. Mm-hmm. And not saying that you have to tell somebody your story, mm-hmm. but sometimes if you get through something, yeah. you are able to tell somebody. Yeah. You can save somebody from a lot of pain. Yeah. And you know, if you're able to do that, like I said, I'm not saying you you should, but like that, that's big. And that and that's one thing about going to find the options to help heal yourself. You can save somebody. I should say that on this, uh, um, we wanted Greg to come here. He lives in Raleigh. You guys know, he lives in Raleigh. Yes, we had that conversation <laughs> on different podcast. And, you know, I don't, and Greg, if I'm speaking wrong, please comment and tell me. But 
he didn't come for you know whatever reason and i think he was pretty hesitant to share his story to begin with it, it, yes. it took a lot of me convincing and begging and i think i finally was like i just need somebody to share the story mm -hmm. and you know what's funny is that after we went through the story and watched it a few times it was really therapeutic like for, for both of us, because I don't know that we've ever really, even today he said, I didn't even know what your point of view was on my story. And I was like, I didn't really know all that you'd gone through, you know, coming up. And so it's not easy to share the story. And I, and I even told him, I said, if you are not at that point, you're healing, it's okay. You don't have to share it because sometimes you do have to be at that place where it is, you're far enough removed where you can. To where it's okay. Where it's okay so to share it's it. A, it's just yeah. a story on the show. Yes. All right. Well, before we get up out of here, we got to shout out our sponsors. Uh, we yes. want to say shout out to Fame Studios, Swift Products, Uniquely, Rita Armour over at Key Realty, which is Miss Amy's girl over there. Mm -hmm. That's uh, my girl. That's one of my best friends. Oh, Rita? Yeah. All right. Rita. Really you know, Hollywood Casino, we've been down for a long time. Oh, wow. Rita <laughs> makes some good drinks. <laughs> yeah, she does. She sure does. So, um, shout out to also Makeup Medic Mobile Makeup Artist, Stormy the Social Assistant, Rumble Mama Jamba Karaoke Party Bus in Sandusky. Her Beauty Academy and SB Geek, and of course, Many Faces Podcast Studio, which is the home of the Mud Talk Podcast Show, which is also home of the Apple Charted Podcast Show. Mud yeah, Talk, we got to put that out there. Number 112, by the way, just nice. put that out there. Yes. I didn't know yes. I didn't know that. Huh? I know. I, I thought no. one seventeen was my last number. I heard. No, so. we're number one twelve. So people are out there checking us out. So people will be out there checking this out and going to therapy. Absolutely. <laughs> just right. yes. And well, and speaking of, um, you know, our sponsors, we got to shout out Village Academy. Thank you, Lexi, for everything that you do here at Mud Talk. And you know, we got to go ahead and, and kick into that commercial real quick, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, what's good, y'all? That was Village Academy. Shout out to Village Academy. They are now enrolling at this moment. So if you have any little ones who need to be in a technology-based preschool, yes. make sure you check out Village Academy. It's the only uh, technology preschool base here in the city. So there we go. What I was saying was, if you go on our Mud Talk page, we yes. have a uh, store with some merchandise. There's some Mud Talk merchandise. There's always also some, um, there's a, what does it say, Black Mental Health Matters t-shirt. Yes. There's also a shirt that says Black Man in Therapy, Black Queen in Therapy, so that we can just get the word out. So any purchases made from the um, from this show, the, the merch for the show, we are going to donate a portion back to Mental Health and Black Community. So Absolutely. go out there. It's, it's, it's on our page. It's linked yes. on our page. Yep. And we'll put it on our QR code that I saw with the little QR code yes, so go on there, purchase that stuff, and we will definitely donate a portion of that back to have some more access. Absolutely. So, yeah, make sure you're going to our official Mud Talk Facebook page. You can tap in, uh, click the link, and get all of your favorite Mud Talk merch and mental health merch. And even if you just need a Mud Talk tote bag, there's, there's a, a mug on there. there. Yes, mm -hmm. there's a mug on there. So drink your coffee at 5 in the morning with your yeah. Mud Talk. I was going to get it and just bring it here for the podcast, so I don't always I don't. have my brands. Mm -hmm. We should. We should all get mud talk mugs. I, I, I ordered my mud talk gear. I don't we know about should. you guys. I'm going to get my mud talk mugs. Yeah, I ain't going to get us one. Oh, you got to order. It's on the. There's a link. <laughs> <laughs> it's on our mud talk page. It's fine. Look, Blair, we just. I'm just saying, I can trade sweatshirts. I know I got a closet full of them. 
I told Blair yesterday, was yesterday I was like, look, because he was talking about he was gonna bring his entourage in here. I said, look, you I got him on you was already black. We just took you off the blacklist, Blair. You were you were banned from us. Maybe that's why I was surprised when he walked in. I was like, did you just ban him? He was banned from us all because he hopped in my camera. You know what? I'm glad you came because I appreciate you. We appreciate you. All right. Well, on the next episode of Mud Talk, uh, we're going to have our Mud Artist of the Week, which is one of uh, one of my former students, actually. Nice. I know his name is Trevisio. He is an upcoming hip hop artist here in Toledo, young hip hop artist. Um, I actually taught him in eighth grade, and he is twenty years old. Oh, oh. I don't know, man. He's great hair. So I'm telling you, that should that should tell you right there. You know that my oldest sister is thirty six right now. Really? Yeah, we're not talking about. That. Oh wow. All right. <laughs> well, he is going to be on the no, show. He's going to be on the show um, in two weeks on our next episode. I'm going to be back with my tips for tea. Uh, and I'm going to give you five things on what you should or should not do with your taxes. Because, yeah. Oh, I'm going to behave, though. Not enough that we need security. I don't care what you do with your money, but let's let's be smart this time, okay? Let's, let's be right. smart about it, okay? Uh, <laughs> hey, tip number one. Hey, tip number one. Hey, you want to talk about money, though? Yes. Tip, tip number one, file them legitimately. That too. <laughs> do what you do. And also remember to hey. them. You <laughs> right. That's it, right? Too. Please file your taxes. So, <laughs> yes. And don't trust everybody that's folding their arms on Facebook. Yeah. So, <laughs> so see, now we're going to need security. Now. Some of them <laughs> arms is edited. <laughs> <laughs> and I think somebody's got a birthday like around the time of our next yeah. show. Sorry yeah. So if you see that tax flyer and they got Kim Kardashian on the flyer, please know Kim Kardashian. No, no don't wear Kim Kardashian. Don't wear Kim Kardashian on there, okay? So I'm going to be doing my uh, tips with tea, and you'll be back maybe with some more. Is that our first? Questions. I think that's why you're I think that's the Oh, no, so you'll be doing your mental health yeah. stuff. Yes, but maybe we'll see what else. We'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. Since we did a whole mental health show, I Yeah, know. we might. Maybe we'll do Fuck, fuck Your Feelings Friday. That would be uh, really good. Yeah, sure. Fuck your feelings. We, we haven't done fucking feelings Friday in a long time. I told you I have I have notes in my phone. Speaking of notes in our phone, I got a whole bunch of those for that. A whole fuck your feelings I told you I was keeping notes in my phone. Oh shit. You got a whole month worth. Yeah. Are you ready now? I mean, I might not be as upset about it because I did put it in my phone and I yeah. kinda like let it go. But. Yeah, I've been holding it in mind for the last two weeks because you know what I'm talking about. So I'm, I'm ready. So maybe we need to fuck your feelings <laughs> in the next show. Because you know, that's all I gotta say. So yeah. I'm Big T. I'm Red. I'm Miss Amy. And Mud Talk is the only show that brings you the latest in music, news, and fashion, and the only show that keeps our ears to the streets. While we grind in the 419. Before we go, can we thank our guests? Absolutely. We got to thank yep. Cecil. Thank we got to thank Blair. Appreciate you guys for being open and honest about our conversation thank today. Thank you to Red and Big T for sharing. Absolutely. Thanks, Greg, for sharing your Thank testimony. you, Greg. Thank, thank you, Lexi, for helping us out thank in the comments. Lexi. We appreciate everything that yes. you guys do. And like I said, we'll be back in two weeks. I'm super excited. And yeah, that's it, y'all. So make sure y'all go ahead and follow us on all socials. We are on Facebook. We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube. Everything is up under Mud Talk. So make sure y'all go and tap into that. And remember, Mud Talk, you know, we're the Apple Charted Podcast. So number 112 in the Charted Podcast. So go get your merch. Yes, help us raise merch. money. Yes. And you can walk around with Mud Talk on some of that merch saying, like, I know them. Yes, you know them. Some and help some mental health stuff. Some people have been walking up. Who was that that said? They were like, they knew you from a podcast. It's happened a few times. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, and then we got the guy who wanted to take a picture with you. And also, people start to, I feel bored of it. Like, people start to look at me weird. Like, some guy was like, I know you. And I was like, I don't think you do. But maybe that's why. Like, you're starting to be like, they've seen it here and there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want, to, well, the guy that walked up to you at the R&B Fest. Yeah. Which, so, oh, the picture there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I thought that was me. No. You did too. You did. <laughs> but you didn't ask me for a picture. Like it was a legit, like, ooh, can I get a picture with you? And then it just got weird. 
I don't know. Yeah, he wanted, he wanted to take a picture with her. If you're listening, thank you. I'm glad you listened. We appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, we made a joke on here about it because um, so we can see like what time people listen to our uh-huh. show and like our heavy viewers was like at that time during the, the shows that I was on that she were on. They were watching like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, like overseas and everything. We were yeah. like, it's probably that dude. <laughs> or I'm just, just going to get my whole life hacked and, you know. Well, he yeah. just wanted to listen to your, your sexy you know voice. I didn't yeah. even give him my sexy voice. Just, just post your cash app. That's what they do. <laughs> just see what, just see what it is. If it's you, cash at me. Boy. You know what? What I want, I trust me, I will get my cash and whatever. But what I really <laughs> is I want them to go buy t-shirts so we can raise money for Yes, yes, yes. So yes. if that's you listening at 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 and you want to support me. I need you to buy four shirts and send five dollars to the cash app. There it is. Please go. <laughs> All right, we appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all in two weeks. Have a good night, and remember, it is okay. It is okay. Not be okay. Not be okay. Go ahead and go ahead. Some help if you need it. Remember, mud talk. Mud talk always here for you guys. 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 You